brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Friends, welcome to this week's edition of Stacking the Box. It is myself, Ian McMillan. I'm joined by Sterling Holmes. Last week, if you tuned in, uh, I was the one that was going through a Jordan flu game. Today, it is Sterling who will be going through a Jordan flu game uh, as we get through the show. We've got a lot of things to talk in the NFL. Uh, latest Aaron Rodgers news. Uh, I'm going to try to figure out what this NFL legal tampering is because I still don't understand it. Uh, Jimmy G goes to the Raiders. My Falcons made a lot of moves. We got a lot, of, a lot of stuff to get through here. But first of all, if you're watching this, like this video, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. Please do that right now. And also, if you didn't tune in last week, uh, I will let you know. Uh, no, Matt verderam has gone, unfortunately. Uh, so now you have to put up with my ugly mug. Uh, but I am very excited to talk NFL from a non-betting perspective. You might recognize me on the show when I did join Matt Verderam in the past to talk betting but i can talk a little bit more than just betting so we have a lot of stuff to get through sterling i know you're sick so how are you feeling outside of the flu that you're dealing with right now yeah yeah first and foremost let me just say something this is the most lame sickness i've ever had i've never had a migraine before or a sinus infection i feel so unproductive i feel fine and then i bend over and it's like i'm getting stabbed in the dome it sucks i hate this but a lot of news to get to. We're gutting it out. Uh, yeah, and if a legal tampering makes no sense, it's like an oxymoron. Legal tampering. It's like Quiet Riot, which is how I learned oxymoron when I was in uh, middle school. That band really, really did it for me. But a lot to get into. I want to start with uh, Jimmy G finding a home in Vegas. This one's intriguing to me. I thought the Raiders were going to blow it up. I thought the Raiders were going to start from scratch or at least give the reins over to Jarrett Stidham. No, Jarrett Stidham goes to Denver and they decide, hey, let's just find a more handsome looking Derek Carr to take over. They went from the third best quarterback in the division to the third best quarterback in the division. I, I don't understand this unless this was a situation where the only way Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, those guys are going to be happy as if they were in at least try to compete now mode. But if this were me, this reminds me a lot of the Philadelphia 76ers when they had Andre Iguodala as their superstar. Sure, you might win uh, enough to get into the playoffs. What are you really doing? This Raiders team, by the way, is not making the playoffs in the division of the Chiefs, the Chargers. And by the way, the Broncos are going all in. Uh, I don't understand this move from the Raiders. 
I think the Raiders ownership and management has too big of an ego to ever fully blow up their team. Like I don't remember have the Raiders ever just said, screw it. And then got rid of everyone and started from scratch. I, I don't know if they have, maybe I'm wrong in that, but it seems like they always do this. They always just kind of hover around 500 right in no man's land. Uh, but I will say I like Jimmy G more than most people do. I think it's kind of become the narrative is to say that he's not a good quarterback. I actually think he is a pretty good quarterback. Uh, just two seasons ago, he led the NFL in yards per pass step. Now, a lot of people are going to say that anyone uh, could thrive in the 49er system. I guess now is the time to tell. Uh, if we are going to find out in Las Vegas, if he is just was just a system quarterback in San Francisco, or if he can do it on his own, Sterling, you you think he was a system guy in San Francisco? A hundred percent. I mean, that 49ers offense had Nick Mullins, Brock Purdy looking good. They could throw almost anyone back there and they'll find at least some sort of success. I'm not saying Jimmy G's a bum. That's not what I'm trying to say here. But I'm saying that scheme and that offense uh, was was more about them than it was Jimmy G. Jimmy G was not taking them to the next level the same way I don't think he takes the Raiders to the next level. I don't think he's better than Derek Carr. I, I think Derek Carr is a better version of Jimmy G personally. Uh, sure, Jimmy G still has some weapons, but he no longer has the elite defense or the elite offensive line that he had in San Fran. Um, the Raiders do have the seventh overall draft pick. I wonder if this is a case where they get a rookie quarterback at seven, whether that's a Anthony Richardson and Will Levis. You learn a year behind Jimmy G because Jimmy G seems to be a very good bridge quarterback, but that contract does not lead me to believe he's a bridge guy. This leads me to believe Jimmy G's there for three plus years. Yeah, listen, you could convince me if the Raiders actually had a good defense, you can convince me that the Jimmy G move isn't terrible because even though I do like Jimmy G better or more than most people, I, he's still not a guy that's going to carry a team to a deep playoff run. Now, if they had a top tier defense, uh, then maybe I could be convinced that maybe he was the right move. Uh, with the other options seemingly off the board. But um, their defense was one of the worst in the NFL this past season. So the Raiders will, even if they get a top-tier quarterback this year, it's not going to affect them that much. They're going to still be hovering around mediocrity once again. Probably, are are they third in the AFC West? Do the Broncos now leapfrog them with their moves over the past couple days? Yeah, I think the Broncos leapfrog the Raiders. I think the Raiders are firmly in the cellar. And by the way, Derek Carr had the eyeliner when he was there with the Raiders. What do you think Jimmy G does? Some blush. You know, what does he do? Yeah. Well, he Jimmy G doesn't need anything else to be any more attractive. I think anything that he adds to his face is just going to take away from it. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, but I, I do think the, the moves the Broncos made, which, by the way, they're finding money. They are finding money. Sean Payton goes there, and what happens? Sean Payton, same thing he did in New Orleans. He goes, I'm kicking the can down the road because when I'm gone, that won't be my problem. That'll be someone else's problem to deal with. They went all in on a couple offensive linemen. Mike McGlinchey, former uh, 49ers right tackle, going there. Ben Powers from the Ravens, the guard, signing a deal there. Uh, To me, and by the way, Jarrett Stidham as a backup quarterback, but they're trying to go all in. They have Russell Wilson. They have a couple years left. They think Sean Payton can get the best of him. Uh, they have some weapons. They need some protection. They went out and got it. I think it's some good moves from Denver. I, I'm not going to hate on the moves they made. I'm just shocked that they're going to do the same thing in Denver that happened in New Orleans. You saw what happened. Sean Payton jumped ship. If things go wrong and they're not winning, he might jump ship again. Yeah, but they have. They, at this point, they're so deep in with this Russell Wilson contract that they have to just keep going in and 
doing everything they can to possibly become a contender whatsoever, but I don't think it's going to work. I'm not a believer in Sean Payton. I don't think he can fix Russell Wilson. I still think the Raiders might be the better team in that division this year. I don't understand. I think Sean Payton's a very good head coach. I think he's a very good head coach. He's gone to one Super Bowl. But that's my point. Folks act like he was Bill Belichick. Right. One Super Bowl. He he wasn't Bill. With Drew Brees. Yeah, with Drew Brees. Um, What's his name in Dallas went to a Super Bowl? Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. No one's saying Mike McCarthy's his offensive mastermind. Now I think Sean Payton's better. But my point is, Sean Payton is not this just – uh, Bill Belichick or upper echelon head coach who's in the pantheon of all time guys. He's not, he's a good head coach, but is he top 10? Maybe, but people are acting like he was top five or top three. And that to me just seemed a lot to put on a guy who again, won Super Bowl. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Um, now let's, we're going to talk about, uh, some free agent signings and some trades a little bit more as well, but I do just generally want to see if you can, and maybe you don't know either. What is this legal tampering thing? Cause I'm looking it up and it doesn't make any sense. Cause one of the things that says that you can't do during the legal tampering period, which is yesterday and today, to my understanding is contract announcements. I'm seeing nothing but contract announcements. I thought, are you, are you allowed to make contract announcements? Is this tampering period to people just not listen to tampering period rules? I don't understand it. Do you? Like, I've never even heard of the legal tampering period until this year. It's like it's not official. It's like you can put it down, but nothing becomes official. And I just don't get it. The NFL is the only product, the only sport that can have a a day or two, a day or two that's not even a real day and make it all about them. It's incredible. Yes. You, have the, you have the World Baseball Classic going on. You have March Madness coming up. Right. And the NFL has two days that are not even real. Right. No, no real days. And it's taking and they the are the ones people. taking yeah. the news. Yeah. And that's so incredible. And just such a powerhouse that the NFL truly is. Uh, we're going to go over a few teams, uh, especially my Atlanta Falcons, who might be making the biggest noise so far in free agency. But yeah. let me ask you this. What do you think has been the biggest acquisition so far trade or free agent signing is it jalen ramsey to the dolphins is it someone else you have at the top of your mind man that's a good one um until aaron Rodgers, until that situation goes forward until he goes forward the biggest pillar um might be jalen ramsey Uh, it might be him going to miami and i I think uh if you are a kansas city fan which i know we have a lot of listeners that are chiefs fans you're probably wondering why they're doubling down on wide receiver and cornerback. Well, if you don't have that elite guy, say you're a Bills fan or a Bengals fan, you don't have Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. You have Tua Tagovailoa, who is a above-average quarterback. He's fine. But I don't think anyone's saying he's this game-changing elite quarterback. He's not Jalen Hurts even, right? So what you have to do is build your entire team in spots that other teams who have these guys don't have to. They went in on Tyreek Hill right? They went in a high draft pick Jalen Waddle. 
Defensively, they tried going with Byron Jones. Byron Jones got injured. We feel for Byron Jones, but what happened? They went out and got Jalen Ramsey. You have to have elite guys because if you can steal an extra possession, if you think this uh, acquisition of Jalen Ramsey makes your defense that much better, you have to do it because you don't have that quarterback that can take over a game. And that's the difference here. That's why I, I think there's such a difference in how the Chiefs operate where they don't ever, they let Chavarius Ward walk. They let Marcus Peters go on a trade, right? They've not gone in at quarterback, at cornerback. Miami's the opposite right now. They need guys because they don't have the game-changing QB. Yeah, I love the move for them. I actually didn't think Jalen Ramsey had that great of a season, but I looked into it a little bit further. Just, I guess I didn't really pay attention to the Rams once they looked like crap since the start of the year. But he was, I think he was like right at one of the top three corners in the NFL this past year. I thought he had fallen off, but I guess not. So I like the signing for a Miami, especially when you play in a division with a Josh Allen. You got to be able to stop the pass. So I think that's a huge uh, get for them for sure. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Are you Sterling as sick of hearing about Aaron Rodgers and the will he, won't he news as I am? I can't take it anymore. It's obnoxious. It's obnoxious. It's all about him. It's hilarious. His brother was the one on the reality show, but it seems like he's the one trying to become the guy. Oh, he'll be on reality shows. When he does retire, he'll be, he'll be making the rounds on reality shows. I guarantee it. I just don't understand. Make a decision. I get it. He wants it to be all about him. Tom Brady's retired. Tom Brady's gone, so now it's Aaron Rodgers. It's just frustrating. I'm sure the Packers and those fans have to be just irate right now. There's been multiple seasons of this. Keeps going on. He keeps saying, I'm not going to drag it on any longer as it continues to drag on. Yes. The Jets seem to be the best landing spot for him. I think on paper, we talked about it. On paper and on the field, that seems to make a lot of sense. Uh, The New York media, I have some questions about. I don't think he has the rapport. I don't think he's going to have the ability to tell them to relax like he could in Green Bay. Um, But as far as on-field production, it makes the most sense. I'm just so tired of this Aaron Rodgers saga. Yeah, me too. By the way, complete uh, side note on Aaron Rodgers. This is my prediction. I think I made this prediction last year. When he does retire, uh, we were just talking about reality shows. I bet you he's going to be on The Bachelor. That's that, that. That's my hot take prediction. When he is the bachelor, you heard it here first. Long hair, short hair. What's he going with? Long hair. Long oh. hair on the bachelor. I can picture it right now in my mind's eye. I can see it. Mm. And it's going to be a tough watch, but I'll watch it. Uh, but yeah, so yesterday, I think it was yesterday, Trey Wingo announced that the trade was done. Turns out, I guess it wasn't. Still up in the air. Reports this morning. The Jets are trying to uh, negotiate to get Alan Lazard. Maybe Randall Cobb as well, which doesn't really make too much sense to me because I thought Aaron Rodgers didn't like his receivers. They won, what, 8-9, nine, nine and 8 last year, didn't make the playoffs with that receiving core. Why does he or the Jets want to now just bring the exact same offensive situation to New York? That doesn't make sense to me. Any thoughts on Alan Lazard going to the Jets too? I mean, I think Alan Lazard was the best they had. But there's some good young wide receivers in the Jets. Right. They were literally a quarterback away. They won five games with Zach Wilson. Yes. I mean, again, I get it. The wide receiving core of Green Bay is not ideal. I get Alan Lazard's one of the best free agent options at wide receiver to begin with, by the way. You look down the wide receiver free agent list, there's not a whole bunch of big-name guys. Yep. But it's a little head-scratching because that seemed to be the issue all year long for Aaron Rodgers. He was throwing them under the bus. And now he wants to bring two of those dudes with him. Um, he can't make up his mind. No. Uh, what's your what's your day prediction 
for when the announcement's finally made? Tomorrow. I think tomorrow. Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. I thought what it was going to be, I thought he was going to make it on Selection Sunday, and I thought he was going to try to take away from the noise of Selection Sunday. Uh, that oh, you think happen. Thursday then? You think the, so, uh, the real first round of games? Yes. So now that is my next prediction is Thursday. Mm. Just completely take the attention away from March Madness. Um, what an ass. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, let's uh, get into, into the future segment here. Uh, I have a couple minutes here on each topic, starting with my Atlanta Falcons, who had the second most cap space in the NFL, and they're making moves. Most notably, Jesse Bates from the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, one of the better safeties in the NFL. Caden uh, Ellis, they also got from the Saints. David, and I'm going to mispronounce his last name, Onyamata from the Saints. Both those guys uh, reuniting with Ryan Nielsen, the Saints' uh, former defensive coordinator who's now with Atlanta. I love the moves. The Falcons' defense needed pieces everywhere, and they're getting pieces everywhere. They also extended Chris Lindstrom, their guard, who is fantastic. They signed John U. Smith. I don't really understand that one too much. A tight end when they have Kyle Pitts, but hey. Well, sure. Kyle Pitts is a blocking tight end, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe now they're just going to move Kyle Pitts out, out to wide receiver and just let John U. Smith play tight end. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Kyle Pitts. Not- no one what to do with Kyle Pitts, yeah. Yes. Uh, they got to get Kyle Pitts involved somehow this next year. Um, so with these signings, let me ask you first, and I bet you can probably guess my answer to this question. Are they legit contenders in the terrible NFC South? Not barring a change at quarterback. Come I'm not on, I'm man. not all in on Desmond Ritter. I want to, man. I want to for you. I want to for you. They got Lamar Jackson. Oh, yeah. They're, they're the favorites by far. If they would have gotten Derek Carr, even an average quarterback, if they would have gotten Jimmy G, I'd probably say, yeah. But I just don't trust Desmond Ritter. Uh, no I think it's still is- Ritter. I think it's the Saints right now. I think the Saints are clear-cut the favorite in that division. The Panthers, um, they're kind of in the same boat as the Falcons where they are they need a quarterback. If one of those two teams gets a legitimate quarterback, they would be uh, right behind the Saints in my mind. Uh, I want to for you. I think Jesse Bates was a great get, by the way. I think Jesse Bates was a really, really good get for the Falcons. Uh, the crumbling of the Bengals' uh, short dynasty in the works. Yes. <laughs> but no, uh, I'm happy for you. There's at least something for uh, for you to uh, get excited about. Listen, and another signing the Falcons made this morning, which I think kind of closed the door on them getting Lamar Jackson, is they got uh, Taylor Heineke from Washington. He's probably going to play back up to Desmond Ritter. If Desmond Ritter doesn't work out, maybe they'll switch to him midseason. But my goal this offseason might be to convince you that Desmond Ritter is going to be a good quarterback. He improved all four games he started last year. His quarterback rating increased from... And each starter went 59.3, 85.2, 90.1 to 108.2. Four starts, zero interceptions. He protected the ball. I Like, why don't you believe in Desmond Ritter? He took Cincinnati to the college football playoff? I got to see more. He's a man. winner. I He's got... a winner. Jimmy G's a winner, too. Don't think Jimmy G's an elite quarterback. Yeah, why are you making the comparison to Jimmy G, though? Why? You said winner. I just don't see it yet. I, I don't see it. I, I need to see more from Desmond Ritter before I can fully buy into the hype. It takes a lot for me to buy into young quarterbacks. Uh, two of the young quarterbacks that I was just enamored by, Josh Allen, Trey Lance. 
I'm one for two. Uh, Josh Allen, I was always enamored by him at Wyoming. And then uh, with Trey Lance, I'm very enamored by him. I think he's going to be a great guy, but the injuries, no. obviously. I, I just don't see the same skill set from Ritter as I do from some of these uh, – those two specifically, I think that's the way the NFL is trending quarterback-wise, where it's these QBs who can run the ball, the little bigger body. I mean, Trey Lance is a little skinny, but he's 6'4", 6'5", a huge arm. That's the way I think the NFL is trending. I mean, look at Patrick Mahomes even. Like, he's a great scrambler, big dude, huge arm. Joe Burrow is kind of more the traditional guy. He, he, he slices and dices you, but I don't see the – uh, Desmond Ritter being into this next level of quarterbacks. I, I just don't see it. It me. sounds like you're a neighbor with enamored with quarterbacks from small schools, Wyoming, where Trey Lance go, like North Dakota State. What about Cincinnati? Yeah. <laughs> Cincinnati's a mid-major school. There we go. They're going to the Big 12. Yeah, well, yeah, so come on. I, I, I'll, I'll convince you by the end of the offseason about, about Desmond Ritter. So you, you, you let me do some more research on Desmond Ritter. The fact, though, I'll give you this. You, I've never seen a bigger Desmond Ritter supporter than you. So I have I, no choice. I, is, is I have to issue. give you that. <laughs> I have no choice. <laughs> I have to convince myself that Desmond Ritter is going to be the guy. Uh, I haven't seen, in terms of betting odds, I haven't seen any betting odds that come out for NFC for divisional uh, winners. I think usually they wait till after the draft for that. But I, I would set the Falcons as the favorite in the NFC South after That's the acquisitions they got. And they're That's not done yet. Over. They're not done yet. But yeah, we won't uh, harp on the Falcons too much. Let's talk about a team that's an actual contender, or at least was a contender, was in the Super Bowl this past year. Philadelphia Eagles, uh, they have either lost or looks like they're going to lose, or they lost Hargrave, Slay, Darius Slay seeking a trade. Are the Eagles still legit Super Bowl contenders, yes or no? I say yes. I think they're a great team, but they're starting to get some of those big-name guys, those veteran players who are looking for their final contract, right? Like Javon Hargrave. Uh, Brandon Graham re-signed one-year deal. Jason Kelsey's coming back. Darius Slay, though, you know, he's seeking a trade. Uh, I believe James Bradbury's looking for a contract. Uh, they have a lot of guys, especially defensively, where you're sitting here going, this might be their final chance to get a big contract in the NFL. They might be looking elsewhere. You know, Howie Roseman had the ability to go all in this past year because Jalen Hurts is on a rookie contract. Now, Jalen Hurts is on a rookie contract this year, but before, but – Next year, he won't be. He's going to have to have that contract extended. This is year four for Jalen Hurts, second-round draft pick. So I'm intrigued to see how this offseason goes for the Eagles. They're, they're losing some guys. I think they're still contenders because I think the NFC is really, really weak. Right, that's but, what I was going to say, yeah. But, but man, their, their defense looks like it's going to take a huge step back. Yeah, yeah. My point was exactly what you just said. Was that now, uh, like, if the NFC, if the Eagles were in the AFC, then I'd be concerned because there's so many good teams in the AFC. But the NFC, they can they can lose guys on defense. They're still going to be the best team in the NFC. The 49ers, I think, are really the only team that can challenge them. Maybe the Cowboys. Uh, but even if you look at the NFC Championship odds, the fourth team on the odds list, I'm pretty sure, is the uh, Lions. So odds makers think the Lions are the fourth best team in the NFC. So the Eagles could lose guys on defense. They're still not going to dip below third in the NFC. Uh, so, yeah, they're still contenders as long as the NFC is weak. And I think they'll be. I, I think they'll be all right. Maybe they won't be quite as good as they were last year, but they'll still be contenders. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, interest. Get your thoughts on this. Chief signed Jawan Taylor last week. We talked about if Orlando Brown Jr. was coming back. It looks like uh, Jawan Taylor is now going to be their new uh, left tackle. Uh, how do you feel about that move? Uh, is it a good move or not? Yeah, I, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm cautiously optimistic. Uh, they are doing the same thing they did with Orlando Brown Jr., which is a move a right tackle to left tackle. Uh, it's four year, 80 million, 60 million guaranteed. It literally breaks down to 20 million AAV, right? This year, his base contract's like $1.08 million. The rest is signing bonus, basically, uh, with a 500,000 or a 50K workout bonus, right? So it's, um, it's a relatively straightforward contract. But where I have concerns is this is a guy who played right tackle for the Jags and had a lot of issues. This was a guy who improved year over year. Don't get me wrong. But if you like PFF, I'm not saying PFF's the end all be all. He was 58. Yeah, not good. It, it, it was not a good performance from Juwan, uh, Juwan Taylor. Now, the Chiefs think that the athleticism, they can get the best out of him. Andy Heck has gotten the best out of a lot of offensive linemen. Uh, Andrew Wiley, undrafted guy, you know, out of Cleveland, came here. He just signed a three-year, $24 million contract with Washington. Uh, I, I think Andy Heck does a great job as the O-line coach, and I think he understands that he wants an athletic left tackle to get and have some ability to stop those speed rushers. Orlando Brown Jr. was horrendous against speed rushers. The athleticism that Juwan Taylor has should help. When you have a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes who can extend plays, roll out, doesn't get sacked very often. I think the regular season, it was 26 sacks on the most dropbacks in the entire NFL, right? So he doesn't take a lot of sacks. You can work with Jawan Taylor. And it's a contract that's not overbearing. You're not paying him 25, 26, 27 million per year. You're not getting to what Orlando Brown Jr. was wanting. Um, I'm intrigued because if there's any team that deserves the benefit of the doubt, it's this chiefs team who's gone to or hosted five straight AFC championship games. Right. But my initial reaction was a little bit of a uh, concern. I would say, I would say concern was my, my, was my initial reaction. I think the big takeaway for me in uh, that signing is the fact that they're moving them to moving him to left tackle, because it seems when I'm looking into it, that his biggest weakness is run blocking. Uh, he's, it seems to be, he's, a, he's an all right pass protector. So that would make sense. Move the guy over to the left tackle. Cause that's generally, uh, where you want your best pass protector to be. And your right tackle is generally a little bit more, uh, efficient at run blocking. So I think the move from right tackle to left tackle makes sense outside of that. We'll see, like you said, the PFF grades are not good. Uh, people say he passes the eye test better than the PFF grade. So it kind of depends on what side you want to go with, but, um, I think it's going to turn out all right. Like, like you kind of alluded to there, the Chiefs have clearly made enough smart moves over the past number of years. I think they deserve the benefit of the doubt on this one. Yeah, 100%. And again, uh, I wonder what Orlando Brown Jr.'s market is to see where he's going to land. Um, the Bears, obviously, I think a, a, a favorite spot is based on the, the money that the Bears front office has. Uh, again, I'm excited. Uh, I'm intrigued to see who's going to be right tackle because when originally Jawan Taylor was signed before I saw the contract numbers, I go, all right, they, they filled the Andrew Wiley spot. And then I realized 80 million, he better not be playing right tackle. And the more details came out of it that I, I saw the, the play to move him to left. It's just, 
it's a very intriguing situation the Chiefs are going with based, based entirely on potential and upside. All right, let's talk about Lamar Jackson. Uh, still no big guaranteed contract. You have the non-exclusive tag already, but the talk that's going around with Lamar Jackson is whether or not the NFL is uh, colluding to not sign him to a big guaranteed deal. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Is this a collusion effort or what? No. No, it's not. I don't think so either. I, I think when you've seen a guy who's been injured multiple times down his career, some major injuries, who's not been able to play in the playoffs, who's a run-first quarterback, I get it. He wants to have a Deshaun Watson guaranteed uh, contract, but the other teams are saying, you know what? We're not the Browns. We're not right. one of the worst front offices in the NFL. We're smarter than that. And that's what yes. we're seeing. I don't think there's any collusion. Do I think he makes some teams better? Yes, 100%. I think he makes the Falcons, for example, much, much better. But it also comes down to, is that team ready to take the step of Lamar Jackson? Is he the final piece? You have to build your offense around Lamar Jackson. To get the best of Lamar Jackson, which we know is an MVP-type player, to get the best of Lamar Jackson, the offense has to be tailored to his style of play. You can't just put him on just random team. The Chargers, he's going to have the same impact as he would on Baltimore. He wouldn't. It'd be a completely different situation. So I don't think the pool of, of teams looking for Lamar who need him as his quarterback are as big as the majority of, of fans would like you to believe. Yes. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think one of the biggest issues here is Lamar Jackson needs an agent. I think he's... Mm -hmm. He doesn't have an age and he's trying to represent himself. And I think the NFL players association is trying to get players to get fully guaranteed contracts. Um, and they're kind of whispering in his ear and they don't, he doesn't have an agent to kind of be the middleman and be the smart man in the room here. Uh, there was a report that came out yesterday about the details on the Ravens uh, biggest offer to him or latest offer fully guaranteed at signing 133 million in injury guaranteed 175 million total guaranteed 200 million. Both of those way more than what Kyler Murray got and what Russell Wilson got. I think Deshaun Watson is just the Browns screwed NFL owners now. Yeah. And I don't think, like you said, I don't think it's necessarily collusion. I just think nobody wants to offer that kind of a contract. I think that was a ridiculous contract. They don't want that to be the new norm. I don't think they're calling each other and saying, Hey, I'm not going to sign Lamar Jackson. You better not sign Lamar Jackson either. I just think that's a ridiculous contract that people don't want to give out. And Lamar Jackson's not doing himself any favors by not having an agent, someone to be the smart guy in the room and be like, listen, Lamar, you've been injured the past couple of years. You're getting these really the second best contract in NFL next to the idiotic one from Deshaun Watson that he's not going to get anyways. Just take the deal, man. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. And you're right. The, the Browns and the Watson contract really screwed everything up. Just the same way we originally thought the Christian Kirk and Jacksonville contract was going to screw stuff up for wide receivers. Uh, in reality, Kirk, I think, has lived up to that contract so far. But we have seen the uh, the boost and the boom in wide receiver contracts. Obviously, quarterback contracts are going up. We know this, but doesn't matter. If you are a run-first quarterback, you're not going to get all that money guaranteed. It's just too big of a risk. Yes, I agree. Um, all right, let's finish up with some quick hitters here. Oh, Quickly. Yeah, yep, go ahead. Yeah, do, we saw a comment from DeWindy City. Yes. Before we get to the quick hitters, he asked, will the Bears make the playoffs next season? Ian, what do you think? I'll say no. 
But the hesitation, just the fact that I hesitate on that should give you hope. Yeah, I, I would say not quite. I think they're a year or two away, but I think they're making a lot of the right moves. I think they're doing a lot of good things in Chicago. Uh, they're going to have to get a lot of help from their rookies, but they have so much money to play with. It all comes down to Justin Fields and some wide receiver play. Yes. Um, you, you know, if Justin Fields takes that next step, then I would say, sure, that they're going to compete because the NFC is obviously very, very weak. I think Minnesota, they outplayed themselves and they're going to lose some pieces. Um, I like Chicago, what they're doing, but if they won seven games, I think you'd constitute that as a success, wouldn't you? They, if they went seven and seven and ten. Yes. So actually, I think even more than the record, I think whether or not their season is, is a success is if Justin Fields proves to be that guy. Uh, now, if he does, they're probably going to win at least seven games, so they probably go hand-in-hand. Hand. But I think that this season, how Justin Fields improves is the most important thing. Yeah, 100%. And then the Jet Press says, need to get the Rodgers trade done already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> please. Yeah. Please. Come on. Yes. Uh, which leads to actually the first quick hitter I have here for you, Packers. Are they in a road on Rodgers? Because right now, at least kind of the language they're using is that they might even just be ready to move on from Rodgers. So it Rodgers might not be deciding between Jets, Packers, or retirement. It might just be Jets or retirement. Yeah, I, I think the Packers are out on Rodgers. I, right. I think they, based on how they've gone about this situation, the, the wording they have used, they're like, yeah, he's a great player. And there's a whole bunch of commas, a whole bunch of long pauses. Next thing you know, you're sitting here going, yeah, he's not back in Green Bay. If you're Green Bay, you're basically blowing this up. You went eight and nine last year with him. If he comes back, what's going to happen? Probably the same thing. Right, yeah. You didn't do anything. You're not getting better. You're losing guys. Uh, you're probably going eight and nine again. You don't have any great wide receivers. You can say Christian Watson's taking that next step, but if Alan Lazard's a free agent, you're not going to pay him. Uh, Green Bay is going to need to see what they have in Jordan Love. They have to. This is his fourth year, right? This is his yeah. final year. They have to see what he can do if he's the guy or not. I think the Packers have already made their decision. They're done with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I agree. I think they're out on Aaron Rodgers. So I think Aaron Rodgers, I think it's Jets or retirement, it kind of seems like. So we'll see. Uh, we already touched on this one earlier, so just we'll, we'll be pretty quick with it. But Jimmy G to the Raiders, is that an upgrade over Carr? In a road on him being an upgrade? Out. He's a downgrade. A slight one, but a downgrade. I will say in. I will, I will, I will say he's an upgrade to Derek Carr because of turnovers. Uh, Derek Carr, and I think I touched this on this last week, most turnovers amongst all NFL quarterbacks dating back to, I think, 2017. Um, of course, Jimmy G's not exactly known as a protector of the football either, but uh, just for the sake of argument, I'm in. I think Jimmy G might be a slight upgrade. Uh, Bill's defense, will they take a step, massive step back with Edmonds gone? I think, yeah. I, I think I'm in on this. I think, I think the Bill's defense will take a massive step back, massive step back with Edmonds gone. Uh, that's a huge piece. That is your middle of your defense, getting guys in place. Um, I understand that you don't always find the linebacker, especially middle linebackers. Like that's in the sexy position, right? You're not getting a lot of right. counting stats. You get a lot of tackles, obviously, not a lot of counting stats. But you understand the value of guys like that and what they mean to other guys on the defense. They free other guys up. 
Uh, same yeah. with how Nick Bolton for the Chiefs, for example. Like we, we see here in Kansas City how Nick Bolton frees up the defense, gets guys in, in the right place when he's going well and when he's playing well, the defense plays well. When Edmonds plays well, that Bills defense plays well. I think they take a massive step back with him gone. I will say they take a step back. I will say it's not a massive one. I don't know if the middle linebacker position can be, unless he's like an all-time Hall of Fame guy, which I don't think he is. Will it will it hurt them? Yes. It's not great, especially a team that was 13th in opponent yards per carry last season. Not great for the run defense. They might be able to plug something in. And yeah, it's going to be a step back, but I, I don't think a massive step back. I still think they will be a top 10 defense next year. That was a top 10 defense enough to carry them to a Super Bowl. Uh, that's up for debate. But uh, so I'll say out oh, because I don't think it's going to be a massive step back, just a mediocre step back. Hey, and going to the Bears. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I side note, I wasn't going to say, but are the Bears are spending a lot of money on the linebacker position, which isn't really an impactful position, I don't think. I don't know what the Bears are doing. <laughs> They're spending money on Is like, that what they need? Is, is that what they need, linebackers right now? Yeah. It's like the, they're spending money to soup up a 1994 Toyota Corolla. It, right. It's like, come yeah. on, you take care of the car first and then get the the aftermarket stuff. Because yes. I'm with you, Tremaine Edmonds and the linebacker, I'm with you. Unless they think that they need that veteran guy. I mean, he's still really young, but they need that um, dude who's been in the NFL, who's been a captain, who can get guys in place. If they think that's going to help some of the other young guys on the defense, then it would make a little bit of sense. And I will say the Bears were terrible against the run last season, so uh, that does help them out a little bit there. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, next up, we got Patrick Peterson of the Steelers. Does he still have something left in the tank? Yes. Surprisingly, yes. I'm in on this. Uh, Patrick Peterson feels like he's 47 years old, and he is actually only 32. Like, if you would have told me he was 35, I would have been all in saying, yeah, he's probably about 35. He's 32. Right. Uh, it felt like he was in Arizona forever, but he had a good year last year. I think Patrick Peterson still has a little bit left in the tank. I don't think he's going to be elite by any means, but I still think he's an above average defensive back. Uh, I- I'm in on Patrick Peterson still. Yeah, I am. Uh, my concern with Patrick Peterson, I-, I thought for sure, and maybe I was seeing things, but I saw an interview with him. I think it was like the day before he signed with Pittsburgh, uh, which once again, not allowed to sign I- right now during the the tampering period, but I guess he did anyways. Uh, still don't know how that works. Uh, that he wanted to go to a team that can win a championship. Why did he sign with Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh cannot win a championship. They're a rebuilding team in a pretty tough division that has the Ravens and the Bengals in it. That He's not winning a ring with, with, with Pittsburgh. I'm sorry, Patrick Peterson. But yeah, I still think he has some left in the tank. It's not going to be enough to make them a playoff team, though. Not all in on Kenny Pickett. <laughs> No, not yet. I'll take Desmond. Here's a question for you. Desmond Ritter or Kenny Pickett? Oh, man. Neither. Oh, come on. Man, I need to watch more Desmond Ritter. What I've seen from Kenny Pickett is a guy who's not afraid to throw the rock up down there, not afraid to try and make plays, even if it does not behoove him to do so. He'll give his wide receivers a chance. I like some of that mentality. But he's really got to rein it in. I hated those people who were saying, but some of those interceptions, uh, you know, they, they could have not been interceptions. And you're going, yeah, but they were. Okay, he turns the ball over a ton. You can't just sit here and say those weren't at least opportunities for the defense to make a play because they obviously were. So Kenny Pickett needs to reel it back in just a little bit. 
Uh, Patrick Peterson has made his new Twitter profile picture of uh, the Steelers logo with the six Lombardi's trophies around it. I, I guess he thinks they can win another one. So that's, mm. we'll see how that works out for him. Um, next up, uh, are the Bengals still a top contender? Uh, you hinted at this earlier after losing Vaughn Bell and Jesse Bates. I say yes. I'm in on them still being a contender. Uh, still being a top contender too. If, if you're saying top is top three in the AFC, uh, I'm probably still saying Chiefs, Bills, and Bengals. I think until further notice, that's the three teams. The offense is still going to be elite for for Cincinnati. Uh, and I think safety is a position that is more replaceable than other spots. Uh, I think a very, very good safety can make a difference, but it's also a spot where I think you can replace it fairly easy. Um, like those two dudes, again, I'm, I'm happy for you with, with, with Bates going to, to Atlanta, but – I don't think the Bengals defense was their calling card either way. It's a loss, but they're still a top contender. Uh, I'll say I'm owed on this. I actually didn't think the Bengals were as good as the record indicated or with how deep they went the playoffs last year. I'm a big stats guy. I'm married to the stats. I live with the stats. I die with the stats. And the Bengals weren't statistically an impressive team last year. You look at things like net yards per play around middle of the pack. A lot of areas there around middle of the pack. Now, Joe Burrow was Joe Burrow, and he led them as far as he was able to lead them. But, I mean, you were taking away pieces on the defense. That's going to take a team that was statistically average to, I mean, it's not making them better. That's for sure. So, I am out. I don't think they're a top contender. I would put them at probably five or six in the AFC. Who's ahead of them? I'd say if Lamar Jackson plays for the Ravens this year, I would say Lamar Jackson's ahead of them. I would say no. that I would say as long as two is healthy, I would say the Dolphins are ahead of them. I can't get there. I would. I might put the Jaguars ahead of them too this year. No, no, I might. you're not. I might. Yep. I can't. I I can't get there. Again, they may have some horrible chili, but they've proven us wrong a few times now. Um, Got to give credit where credit's due. This 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 Bengals team they feel like they're going to be consistent team. That's better than some of their numbers would indicate. I got to, I got to trust the numbers. And when I look at yards per play gained on offense, 15th in the NFL last year, yards given up per play on defense, 16th in the NFL last year. Now you're taking away pieces. I don't know. Joe Burrow just reminds me so much of Drew Brees. And I mean, this in in a great way, in a nice way. He, he, Joe Burrow reminds me of Drew Brees, and what does he excel at? It's not necessarily arm strength, it's the accuracy. They're not probably ever going to have tons of yards per play. That's not their game. It's a lot of over the middle. It's a lot of, you know, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Hayden Hurst, um, Tyler Boyd. He spreads it around, but it's not like there's a whole bunch of deep balls. Right. They, they, they're surgical how they move down the field. That's the way I look at them. Yes. Uh, Luttrell chimes in. Bengals and Bills both feel like they took a step back, but these offenses are still dangerous. I think that is kind of the main point here. The a great takeaway uh, is, yeah, at the end of the day, not many teams are probably going to want to face these offenses in the playoffs if they get there. Now, can you win a championship with an average defense? We'll see. We'll see. Chiefs did. <laughs> Chiefs, Chiefs did. Chiefs, yes. Twice. <laughs> you think they had average defenses? I think they were. Uh, the, the, they ended up being better as the season went on, especially yeah. in the playoffs. They, they, they stepped up. I mean, Steve Spagnuolo, I'll give him credit. 
not a regular season guy. He's a big game play caller. Yeah. All right. Uh, will any team go from last to first in their division? Obviously still early. We still got the draft to go. A lot of things still uh, that, that could shake out. But uh, right now your early prediction for a team, and maybe there isn't one, a team that could go from last to first in the division. To Windy City's question in the chat earlier made me think of that. The Bears are potential with the NFC North being a pretty weak division this year. Any team that you think Sterling will go from last to first in their division? There's usually one. Browns, no. Houston, no. Uh, Denver, no. Washington, no. Bears, I don't think so. Arizona, no. That leaves you Falcons. Your Falcons. Correct. And the Jets. I think the Falcons have the best chance because there's only one game differential, right? It's not like it's a big difference. Uh, I'd probably go with the Falcons having the best chance. I think the Jets would be the the fun pick because the Jets, if they do get Aaron Rodgers, that's a dangerous team, man. That's a dangerous team. But I still think the Bills would have the better record. That's the issue. In that division, you got to get past the Bills. Right. Uh, I, I don't think that that's a, a six-win difference. Uh, Aaron Rodgers over the combination of Mike White, Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, huge upgrade, but is it a six win upgrade? And that's also saying, did the bills not take a step back? Um, Cause they won 13 games last year, but I think 13 is pretty fair for, for Buffalo. I, I would say Falcons. Yes. I'll, I'll, I'll give you your Falcons. Let's go. Yeah. Obviously I, I put that question in, in there specifically so I could say the Falcons and I, I hope that you would jump on that train with me and you did. So thank you for that. I hate Last that. First. I hated that. <laughs> they probably do have the best chance, though. They probably do have the best they chance. They've got to at least give me that. They do. They do. Uh, final question here. Will the Panthers trade down after acquiring the number one pick? They obviously traded up to get the number one pick in the draft. Uh, but there was, uh, they said basically right after that they might even just trade back down again because they went, what, from nine to one? Uh, I think CJ Stroud looks to be their guy. Uh, so if they feel they can go back to two, three, or four and still get Stroud, they might just do that. Uh, are you in or out, Panthers, trading back down after acquiring uh, the number one pick? As of now, I'd say I'm out, unless they got blown away. Because you'd have to get two. You right. can't get three or four. If you get three or four, you're playing with fire, man. You're, you're, you're playing a very, very dangerous game. Um. I'm out. If they I'm think they, yeah, if they think CJ Stratt is their guy and they want to draft him one, you do that. Yeah. Don't risk uh, missing out on your guy for uh, what would be pennies on the dollar, right? right? If you miss out on your guy because you decided to move down and then you don't get your guy, what are you stuck with? A lot of draft picks, great. Still no quarterback. Right. So, And unless uh, the Texans who are at number two, I assume they're probably just going to be happy with taking probably Bryce Young number two. Then why yeah. would you trade up? to get the number one if you know that the Panthers are going to take Stroud at number one. They'll take either one. Right. They're going to take either guy. They're fine. It's yes. not a bad spot to be in for Houston. Um, but, yeah, I, I would be shocked if the Panthers trade down. That seems like you're playing with fire. Uh, Luttrell says, shoot, the Jets might have went to first if they went and got Carr. Uh, yeah, they have kind of gone all in on Rodgers now. Basically, every other quarterback has gone. So now it's either Rodgers or – Baker Mayfield. with Zach Wilson. Oh, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I guess Baker Mayfield's still out there. Carolina needs a quarterback. Yep. 
Bring him back. Let's go. Uh, so there you go. We'll finish up uh, as always. What's going on? I think the only thing we got to talk about, I feel like this is going on for both of us is March madness. Give me your final four. Oh, Oh, come on. That's tough. Um, you don't have your bracket filled out yet? I do. I have a couple. Uh, I have chaos, then I have normal. Um, my normal one, I actually ended up, I feel horrible doing it. My normal, I've, I've, I've never done this before. All four one seeds. Oh, come on. No, no, no. In my normal one, the reason why I think Bama and KU face off in the finals. I think Bama's the best team. I think Bama's the best team by far. I've watched him play a ton but this it's, year. I think it's like once has it been all number one seeds. Like that no, never I happened. I get it. I get it. It's it's I, I felt I felt gross doing it. I, I hated it. Do you think I wanted to go with Purdue? No, but but you but did. I did. You can change it, that. You know that, right? So you, it it is your why, bracket. I know. It's not locked in yet, but this is my initial thought. I really like Duke. I really like Kentucky because Kentucky, the way they their matchup faces, if they yeah. face K State, who I like K State a ton. I really like K-State. The issue is their matchup with Kentucky does not bode well. Oscar Shibway would have a field day against K-State, and that's where I, I, I draw the line there. I think I think that uh, Kentucky would move on. Um, some of my other picks I thought were interesting, and one of them I have Texas A&M in the Final Four because I think Texas A&M is the best seven seed we've ever seen. Uh, Texas A&M is a deep team, great defensively. Uh, what's it? Will Taylor? Will um, – Wade Taylor. Wade Taylor's a very good guard. Um, I like them a lot. I like Drake as a 12 seed winning two games. Oh, yeah. I like San Diego State a lot, although I think their toughest matchup is going to come in the first round. Uh, I don't uh, trust uh, any Mountain West team. I hate the Mountain West. What about you? What do you have? So your so your final four is the four number one seeds? No, just I said in my series, like the, the one where I have some money. In the, I have two brackets with money in the line. That one. And then I have a chaos one where it's like, I think it's Kentucky, uh, Bama, Texas A&M, and Gonzaga. All right. I got um, Alabama, Tennessee. Tennessee's horrible. I have to lose in first round, by the way. Oh. Did you watch them this year? Best defense in the country. You trust defense in March Madness over teams that can, that can score. Because they don't have Zakai Ziegler. You know that, right? Yes. You know they don't have Zakai Ziggler, and that you're is, still going. That is why my final is to the. I'm betting on the two best defenses in the country to face off in the final. So Tennessee against Houston. Tennessee wins it. Tennessee Volunteers are the national champion. Yep. I will put. Uh, are we let a bet on this show, producer yep. Richard? Yes. We bet on this show. Of course. Okay. Well, you and me betting. Yes. Um, all right. Let's put some down. So. I, I will say they have a better – how do we want to do it? They have a better chance of losing first round than making it to the finals. Uh, what do, what, sweet 16, that's the cutoff. Okay, so do they have to make it past the Sweet 16 or just two of the Sweet 16? So they just have to win both f- the first two games. What do you want to do? I'll let you decide. This is you. How confident do you feel? Well, if you think they're going to lose the first round, then yeah, let's. Yeah, and you have won the championship. Come on, okay, elite eight. They got to make it to the elite eight. Elite eight. All right, what do you want to put on it? I don't know. Six pack of beer or a beer drinker. Yeah, let's do it. All right, six pack of beer for them to get. No, that's to child's the elite eight. play. Tennessee to the elite eight. No, Zakai Ziegler. Their only offense, by the way, is uh, Vescovy. 
Okay, sure, the BPI loves them. Second BPI, Ken Palm's fifth. Dog, they were the fifth best team in the SEC. Mizzou has their number. Mizzou waxed them in that, that last game of the year. Uh, they are a poor team. Dude, I cannot get by. Tennessee is the most overrated team I've seen in my entire life. This is why I love analytics. I said Kim Palm needs to figure out what it's doing. BPI needs to figure out what it's doing because they have this completely wrong with Tennessee. Defense wins championships. Not in March Madness. No. Teams that can score. Teams that can score. Oh, I, got ten, I got Tennessee, Alabama, Tennessee winning that one. Houston against UCLA, Houston winning that one. Two best defensive teams in the country face off in the final, and then Tennessee we- wins as a number four seed. Go Vols. Yeah, 47 to 43, huh? I have my combined final score is at, at 114. So, yeah, it'll be oh. uh, 57, 50, 59, 56, 55, 59, What 55. a brutal game. I hope that doesn't happen. Defense wins championships. It's a beautiful game. It's a beautiful game. Yeah, I did it when Gonzaga and UCLA played. Was that defense? Nope. That's all right. Virginia. Virginia the, won it with defense a few years ago. And they also got knocked out in the first round. When KU, when they won, was that with defense or was that more offense? No, Virginia did, though. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, yeah. All right. You, you hang on to that one. That six-pack's tasting pretty good. All right. We'll see. We will see. I want Moosehead. Or Labatt Blue. You give me some Canadian stuff. All right. Well, you got to find it, and then you let, and then I, and then I'll Venmo you the cost for it. Can you find Moosehead beer over there? You think? I don't know. Okay. I found I'm it one drink, place uh, in the state so far. So I'm, I'm drinking some Canadian. Drinking what? Something Canadian. Okay. All right. Mm. All right. Sounds good. Uh, all right. So that is our show. Any final thoughts? Mm. Mizzou's going to win the first game. I agree with that. Mizzou's beating Utah State. Uh, and I want Aaron Rodgers to figure out where he's going. I want Aaron Rodgers and the saga yes. to be done. That, that's, that's what I really care about. Yes. And I see they keep trying to bring the Tom Brady's coming out of retirement headline back. He seems to keep shutting it down, thank God, because I can't live through an offseason of that again either. So let's yeah. get the Aaron Rodgers thing done. Let's stop with it. Tom Brady's coming back. And let's just enjoy March Madness without these guys stealing the headlines. <laughs> I'm all in for that. All right. Love it. All right. This is Stacking the Box. Uh, Like this video. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter. You can see our ads right there on the screen. It is myself. It is Sterling Holmes. Thank you all so much for watching. Sterling got through his Jordan flu game. Props to him. And uh, we'll see you back same time, same place next week. Talk to you then.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.